they were three ordinary women on what seemed like a simple mission to find a film they liked. One where women got something to do and not just look pretty or be murdered. Which, to be totally honest, has complicated matters a bit. Welcome to Flicking. Yes, it sounds a bit rude. That's the joke. Welcome to Eight Fools Flicking. I'm Hannah Dunleavy and I am joined by, as ever, who shall I start with? Yosra Rosman. Hello. Hi. And Mickey Noonan. Hello there. Mickey, you are the person that is putting one of your favourite films forward to the panel. Although I'm thinking in this case, it's probably a a more friendly panel. You know, like a Gwyneth Paltrow trial panel (laughs) rather (laughs) rather than maybe what's coming for Donald Trump. So what did you pick and why? Well, you know, another Mickey flicking pick, another comedy. It's true. I don't like laughing. I love it. <laughs> and if film is escapism, take me somewhere funny as fuck every time. Now, before I actually talk about the film, I'm going to tell you that I am the same with telly, which is why when it comes to late 90s sitcom Spaced, written by and starring Simon Pegg and Jessica then Stevenson, now Hines, also starring Nick Frost as Peg's best mate and directed by Edgar Wright. I've watched it approximately 83 times. It is quintessentially British, packed with lovable characters, pop culture references, long-running gags, quotable lines and the occasional spot of slapstick. So, spaced with zombies, uh, yes please, 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, with Wright in the director's chair, and Nick Frost co-starring as Pegg's best mate. The idea came from the spaced episode, Art, in which Pegg's character Tim gets off his tits on cheap speed and hallucinates he's actually fighting a zombie invasion while playing Resident Evil 2. Shaun of the Dead is my very favourite zombie film, a status in no way compromised by the fact it is one of only three zombie films I have ever seen. (laughs) The other two also being comedies. Bruce Campbell as a nursing home Elvis in Bubba Hotep, and Woody Harlson mm-hmm. and Bill Murray bring in, well, themselves, to Zombieland. The real zombie horrors? Mm, they can go whistle. Over the years, so many people have tried to convince me that, like, Dawn of the Dead and Evil Dead, they're funny. They're, they're funny. They're not scary, Mickey. They're funny. But if even Shaun of the Dead can't convince me to give it a whirl, then it's pretty much a no-go. Because, yeah, it is a zombie movie, sure. And Peg and Wright wear their love of George A. Romero on their sleeves. But really, the joy of Shaun of the Dead is it's a sitcom interrupted by a zombie apocalypse, with the focus very much on the relationships and conflicts of the living characters. It's cheery, cosy and relatable. You know, except for the bits where someone gets their head ripped off or turns feral in a vintage jag, even though they did run their bite under the cold tap. Does Shaun of the Dead sometimes watch like a feature-length episode of Space? Uh, yeah. No arguments here. It was billed as a zom-rom-com, but over a pacey one hour and 40 minutes, Shaun of the Dead proves itself a romantic comedy, satire, zombie film, buddy comedy, action film, tragedy, tale of redemption, and the star of Wright and Pegg's Cornetto trilogy. How's that for a slice of fried gold? So, I'm going to start by asking, are you two Spaced fans? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, from back in the early days when it was on the telly. In fact, I once, when getting up and going to work, I saw Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson, as she was then, 
being interviewed on The Big Breakfast about a new sitcom that had started and they were funny and I thought I'm going to watch that and but because it was on a Friday night and these were the days where you would have had to set a video if if you were going to watch it nobody else watched it and for a long time I was just like this is a really funny thing and then somewhere around the millennium when DVDs started to arrive it changed and everybody became obsessed with space so yes I was a fan of space. Yosra? I'm not a massive fan of Spaced. I watched it for the first time only, I think, during lockdown, because um, my partner, he's really into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to admit, at first, I found it quite a slog to get through, because to me, I'd, I'd never seen it before. I just heard about it. I'm so sorry. I can see Mickey's face <laughs> just, like, absolutely horrified. But I found it a bit of a slog. I thought it was really odd, and I know that's part of the charm, and I just... I needed to get used to it. After a few episodes, then then I did did start to like it. But I just thought I'd I'd put that out there first. I, I wasn't totally convinced when I first watched it. My introduction to space was quite interesting. I interviewed Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson about the second series of space, having never seen the first series of space because I was thrown in at the deep end at the last minute because the person who was supposed to interview them was ill. And I had an absolute blast with them asking them very silly questions like, oh, if you could live anywhere, regardless of like time, space or reality, where would you live? And Simon Pegg, without even blinking, just went, I would live in a giant metal spider. And I was like, I like him. I think this is good. (laughs) And I really enjoyed chatting to them. And then I fell in love with space. So obviously the other component of Shaun of the Dead is zombies. And I wondered if you two were zombie film fans or whether you found zombies scary or comical, because they are quite often put forward as comical characters. Yes and no. The the classics of the genre, very much yes. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is excellent. I'm going to argue with your choice of word of satire when it comes to Shaun of the Dead but Dawn of the Dead is definitely a satire I mean obviously about capitalism and rank commercialism and I think that even the remake of Dawn of the Dead is actually really good. Yeah it came out at the same time as Shaun of the Dead actually yeah. 28 Days Later is very good. But they go fast Hannah isn't that terrifying? Well they go fast. What changes it is the second Dawn of the Dead. That's I think that's the one where they first go fast and that does change it. World War Z is also very good. I mean, Evil Dead my brother was obsessed with when he was younger, I have seen. If you like Baba Hotep, you're probably gonna like Evil Dead because it's the I mean, it's the same sort of humour. But I yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of them. I think the idea that they are a mob, a mindless mob, mm. opens up zombies for things like you know, satire and social commentary and stuff like that. So I would never write them off based on that. But uh, I only there are only a couple of films that I think they ever pull that off successfully. Yeah, I w- I'm not sure actually about zombie films. I wouldn't say I'm not an expert on zombie films because anything that's kind of verging into horror, I tend to avoid because I'm a massive wimp. Yep. <laughs> so um, a lot of the films Hannah's mentioned, I've not even seen. I've not seen Dawn of the Dead, um, or for example. So. I kind of, I can't read, I don't really know because actually Shaun of the Dead is the perfect example of a zombie film that I have seen and have enjoyed. And you could say that's because it's a comedy, but actually from what I'm gathering, it's also just a really good zombie film. Mm -hmm. It's not, for example, like a spoof of a zombie film. It's an actual zombie film. So maybe I need to just sort of broaden my view and try out some other zombie films. 
I feel I've become less wussy about zombies recently, particularly because we've just watched The Last of Us. I was just about to say, yeah. They're not zombies in the technical term. They're called infected. But, you know, tomato, tomato. They seem very zombie-like, don't they? Although they are also very fast. They are frighteningly fast. So I do really feel, I feel quite comforted in Shaun of the Dead that they are shuffling. They are proper old school Mm. zombies. Right, a little rundown of the plot before I have more questions for you. We're in Crouch End in London with 29-year-old electronic salesman Sean stuck in a dead-end job in a relationship that he's killing and with a best friend that is sucking the very life out of him. Like many around him, Sean is shuffling through life on autopilot and spending way too much time in his favourite pub, the Winchester. It is entirely possible that someone like Sean and his best mate, full-time slacker, part-time weed dealer Ed, would miss the start of the end of the world. And indeed they do, but once they've clicked the zombie apocalypse is indeed upon them, there's only one plan for it. Rescue Sean's mum Barbara, kill his infected stepdad Phil, save his ex-girlfriend Liz, then go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for this all to blow over. Cue hilarity, slapstick violence, actual gore, and a couple of hefty emotional punches. I think we've established that you've both seen it before. Do you remember when you first saw it? Uh, yeah, I um, a friend of mine rang, said... Uh, <laughs> I love that I there said, was a phone call involved. This is yeah, very interesting. rang and said he was going to go to the cinema. He was going to go and see it, which is like maybe the day it came out. I don't want to go. And I couldn't because I was working a night shift. And he went without me, and I was quite furious. Really? And then he rang me and said he'd enjoyed it so much that he'd come again with me the next day. So, <laughs> yeah, about two days after it came out. But... Amazing. And have you seen it since? Oh, and do you know what? I've, I've probably seen it a dozen times on and off. And lots of my friends, you know, this would be a film that they would pick. So, yeah, I have seen it on a lot of rainy or weedy days. Um, <laughs> but I... I haven't seen it for about five years. It did feel like a long time when I sat down to watch it last night. Yeah, yeah. same actually. Yeah, Yosra. So the first time I saw it probably was at uni. And by that time, Hot Fuzz had come out as well. So I think we did the double bill. And the last time I saw it, I'm pretty sure it came on over Christmas at some point on Channel 4 because I have, I remember watching it with my mum over Christmas. So, yeah, I've watched it a few times quite recently, actually, because I've got a lot of friends that also really love this film. Yeah, I would argue that there's more love in Shaun of the Dead than festive favourite love, actually. Uh, actual I would love. agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hannah's just gone into like breakdown mode because I've mentioned love, actually. She's still not oh, forgiving don't, me. Don't, don't make me say the C word. I'm trying really hard not to swear <laughs> on the podcast. Okay, okay. So one of the things I really love about Shaun of the Dead is the fact that it is a British zombie apocalypse. So obviously when we see American zombie films or American zombie TV series, then they've got a lot of high-powered weapons, whereas over here, not so much. And I absolutely love the makeshift approach to how they deal with the zombies. And so obviously my question to you guys about that is, what would be your zombie apocalypse plan given that we are UK-based. I mean, I have a zombie apocalypse plan and I don't have a pension. I mean, that's, that's I know, that's everything about who I am as a human being. <laughs> uh, well, it depends where I am when it starts, but I would say there's something for saying where I am, where I am is quite a good location, but Tower of London also. I'm also uh, flirting with the idea that a cruise ship might be. If you, were, if you could get to a cruise ship, that might be a good idea, but you would have to be on a cruise ship so you'd be with a load of pensioners. So that may be not such a good idea. 
But there'd be a lot of organised entertainment to see you through <laughs> the zombie apocalypse. So, yeah. Although cruise ships during the pandemic, that, that wasn't great, was it? It wasn't, no. But, yeah, they wanted to get off. Whereas I'm not sure you'd <laughs> want to get off if you were floating around the Mediterranean, pulling into uh, ports where zombies were. Fair dues. Yes, sir? I've never really thought about it. All what? I've ever thought watching a film like... Well, all, what I mean is all I've ever thought when I've watched a film like Short of the Dead is I would be dead instantly because I just would not have a proper plan or... I'm just I'm just terrible. I would die. I would be a zombie. I'd hope that I'd be somewhere like a pub, like, you know, thinking along the lines of Short of the Dead and I could just find somewhere really nice to hide and just wait, wait till it all blows over. But honestly, I, I can't see myself surviving a zombie apocalypse. I'm really curious as to which Cambridge pub you'd pick, Yosra, but maybe we can talk about that off <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why you don't see dying immediately as a plan, because that is my plan. I'm just like, I'm just going to hold everyone back. It's best just to get me out of the way as soon as possible. Yeah, but then you're going to become a problem. It's kind of your moral responsibility not to die, because otherwise you're going to be hate. You're going to keep turning up. In the shower. <laughs> yeah, and then later in the pub. Yeah, you know. that's true. That's true. He does, he does get deaded in the end. Yeah, maybe more like Barbara in one of the, the very moving scenes, like zombie and then immediately shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last words that are very moving. Yeah, that, that's the way to go, I think. An alternative plan is to head to my sister's house because she does collect actual swords. So I think she'd be yeah. quite useful. <laughs> that's cool. I'm going to ask a kind of basic question. Do you like Short of the Dead? Do you like it as a film? Don't nod, Yosra, we're on a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting. Sorry, look, um, yes, I absolutely do. Um, you'd, think I, you'd think I'm a newbie to this. No, um, I, I love Short of the Dead. I think it's, it's really just an easy watch, but so much fun. And I actually think blending the genres of horror and comedy is probably quite a difficult thing to do. Mm. But Edgar Wright just does it so so well here it works on both levels as a comedy and as a horror so yeah I I love it Hannah yeah it is definitely a film written by people who love horror films Mm. obviously and and like like I said earlier I don't think I don't think it is a spoof or a satire because it, it follows a number of exactly the same conventions that those films follow like say for example what are the what are the most the things that most grates on me is when you're in the height of some battle and it's in war films it's in horror films it's in all that stuff and everyone is like they're just piling up like the the opposition whatever they are and then everybody manages to take a five minute break from fighting to so someone can die within their group and short of the dead does exactly that so it's not a satire it's not a spoof it does follow those I think what I liked about it, because I was watching it again this time and I was trying to, because I'm basically the same age as them. And I was, you know, looking at, you know, what it was that, that it wasn't just that that appealed to me is that I was 29 probably when this came out. So I was also living in like rented accommodation mm-hmm. and, you know, shared houses and there's stuff like that, that actually at the time, we had a flatmate also called Pete, but it was Pete who never shut the front door. Never. <laughs> and one of my other flatmates used to get furious about it. Why is the front door open? And also we had a locked shed that we couldn't get into. So it's odd touches like that mm. that really remind you what it was like to sort of be 
you know, in exactly that position. So I think it's really clever at setting the sense of, of scene really efficiently. Because when, when um, Rafe Spall says to him, like, I'm 17, and he says, I'm only 29. And 29 sounded quite old when I heard that the first time. But now you're like, oh, man, he's only 29. Yeah. He's only young. He's got, his whole, he's got his whole life ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, Lol's at Rafe Spall being in it, by the way. Yeah. I was like, who's Rafe Spall? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's changed. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that I just find the most endearing about it and that I love is just the fact that because of the banality of life, of where, you know, the lives that they have, there's this whole zombie apocalypse happening and no one really even notices at first. Mm. I think for me, the way that that is, is portrayed is, is my favourite thing about the film. Edgar Wright, apparently, after a night of playing Resident Evil or a, a zombie game, like tottered to the corner shop at five in the morning and was really struck at how eerie and silent the streets were and was like, actually, in Britain... Would you notice if there was at this sort of time, if there was a zombie apocalypse and that scene where Sean makes his way to the shop when the apocalypse has started and yet everything's different, but the same still for him. So he doesn't even notice is so brilliantly done. Well, both of your answers have pleased me enormously. Thank you very much. So I'm going to treat you to a fun fact did you know that Diane survives? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, I, I did know that, yeah. Oh, okay, it's not. Nice. Sorry. It's all right. Maybe it's fun for some of the listeners. Just in case people don't know, in the DVD extras, it is revealed that Lucy Davis's character escapes the horde of zombies by wielding David's leg and she escapes without a scratch, hides up a tree and passes out. She survives for a week by eating David's leg and once she knows it's safe, climbs down and goes to live with her auntie in Birmingham. Nice. It's a lovely touch. Yeah, it is. I have a question for you, Mickey. So when we were talking about the Big Lebowski the other day, and I suggested that the relationship between the dude and John Goodman, who's named temporarily Walter, um, between the dude and Walter was copied with the relationship between these two in this. And you said, oh, Walter's like terrible and Ed's, you know, not that terrible. And I wondered, having watching it again, if you consider that, for example, Barbara dies because of Ed. Ed's idiocy leads directly to the death of Barbara, whether you, and as well as many other things that he does that are terribly annoying in this, uh, whether you uh, changed your mind on that a little bit. Yeah, I didn't like Ed very much this time around. I think you've tainted me. You've infected me, Dunleavy. Thanks very much. I know, I found him really annoying. He's so useless and he just is like he gets people <laughs> into trouble. And but, yeah. but then it is funny when he's like, Ed, Ed, and he's like, hang on, and he gets the camera and takes a photo. That is very funny. Yeah. But a lot of the yeah. time, I didn't find it funny. I just found him really fucking annoying. He's absolutely useless, Ed. And I, I'm with you, Mickey. I only realised that the last couple of times I've watched it. Yeah, he's such a liability. How does he lead mm. to Barbara's death? I always thought Barbara died because she was distracted by people she knew. If he hadn't crashed the car, they wouldn't have gone through those gardens, would they? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, in that the jaggy is, is such a knobber. He is like, like that's yeah. probably peak knob. They lose all their weapons because of Ed. The zombies are drawn to the pub because of the sound of the fruit machine because of Ed. Yeah, he is Walter. He is totally I stand by that statement. You are correct. I bow down as ever to your yes. superior knowledge, if <laughs> if a month late. But <laughs> yeah, and also he's the one who just gets to just sort of keep on living his life as he was living it anyway, mm-hmm. even yeah. as the undead. Yes. 
He does have an amazing line in this that we actually used to quote all the time. When he first splits up with Liz and they're in the pub and he's crying and Nick Frost says, do you know what we should do tomorrow? And Simon Begg says what? And he says, keep drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It always, yeah. I love that line. Keep drinking. Well, you've mentioned Liz there and, you know, we are standard issue. So shall we talk about the women in Shaun of the Dead? Because there are some interesting roles, albeit sort of bit parts for women in this film. Do you have a favourite? Jessica Hines' character. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was trying to think what her name was. Yvonne. Yvonne. Yes. Yvonne, sorry. Agreed. No, agreed, Joshua. Yeah. I mean, well done, Yvonne. She does indeed save the world. Yeah. I wonder, do you two think that Yvonne and Sean are supposed to be sort of Daisy and Tim, a little bit grown up, and that recognition and like fondness is because they used to be flatmates? Or do you think he's always lived with Ed and Pete? I don't know, because I I wonder, would they have been able to just make it spaced in that sense, or whether Channel 4 might have owned some rights to some Mm. stuff and they not be able to do it? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose so. Just my Somewhere in the multiverse, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in the, there she is, multiverse. <laughs> Did you know, another little fun fact for you. So, oh, actually, is there anything else you want to say about the women? I got excited. I feel like I should. But <laughs> hey, it's a Mickey flicking pick, it's fine. Wang's for everyone. Uh-huh. Helen Mirren actually turned down the part of Barbara, Sean's mother, and she sent them a note saying that actually she'd like to be Nick Frost's character because he had much funnier lines. <laughs> but uh-huh. Penelope yeah. Wilton is perfect. Um, yeah. In contrast, Bill, Bill Nye said yes immediately, but was really annoyed by his character's beige wardrobe. He didn't like that at all. <laughs> he looked so young, didn't he? Oh gosh, he looks so young. <laughs> Even when he's zombified, he still looks so, yeah. so young. Yeah. Did you know that Peg and Frost reprised their roles as Sean and Ed fairly recently for a public service announcement video? No. No, I did not know that. Yeah, the plan was released on the 19th of March, 2020. Oh, what was happening then, everyone, uh, on YouTube? And Sean and Ed share advice about the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, with Sean urging Ed to follow National Health Service guidelines, stay home and not go to the pub. Um, they also take the opportunity in, to, in this video to explain that Ed's use of gay as a rebuff to any emotion shown in Shaun of the Dead wasn't meant to be homophobic, but rather, and this is a quote of Peg, it was more a comment on the absurdity of straight male appropriation of homophobic signifiers in order to denote their aversion to emotional candidness. What did he say about his use of the M word? There was no comment on that, but that really right. stuck out to me watching it. Does, it does, doesn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but someone like Ed probably would. Probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. I assume it's a quote from something because he does also quote Matthew McConaughey from uh, Days of Confused when they're getting out of the car and he says, hey, watch the leather. That's, <laughs> that is a film quote. So, I mean, I did. I mean, I'm not saying that excuses it by any stretch of the imagination. No. But if they were going to make an excuse, I reckon that's the excuse they'd make. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, Hannah, that they clearly really bow down to George A. Romero. And indeed, yeah. prior to releasing the film, they got his approval and blessing before doing so. Clearly, he said yes. And also very chuffed to learn that Stephen King has a Shaun of the Dead T-shirt. Nice fact. It's full of great facts. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> I did my research. It's one of those, it, was, it would have been so easy to just be like, I like this film, it's really funny, and I like funny <laughs> films. <laughs> yeah. But I'm aware that I've done that quite a few times. 
So apart from Nick Frost's character's use of the N-word and the explanation towards the sort of homophobic stuff that it's used as a joke, do you think there's anything else that is dated or do you think it still stands up, given that it is nearly, and I'm so sorry, this is the true horror of this, nearly 20 years old? I mean, it's that perfect, that, that I always talk about, is that perfect thing of if it was set now, a lot of those jokes wouldn't work. Like, for just the simple thing of that photograph that he takes, or he tries to take, it's the fact that he has to wind the camera. Yeah. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work as, as, any, it, it, as any piece of modern technology. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if it's dated, in that sense, it means it stayed funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And the key themes, really, they, they still come through. So even though there are a few bits that are dated, I think it's still as enjoyable now as it was 20-odd years ago. I wondered how, because I noticed that the other day Shaun of the Dead was trending on Twitter and it was because somebody had done one of those, you know, how do I get loads of people to respond to my tweet? I know, I'll say for the millionth time, what's the best of the Cornetto trilogy? And Shaun of the Dead came out ahead, although I have to say, I think I am a heathen. I probably, if I was going to pick, I actually probably would pick Hot Fuzz. I think it's a a better film and it makes me laugh more. Yeah, I would too, Hannah. Actually, I enjoy all three of them, but for me, Hot Hot Fuzz just pips the other two to the post. I fell asleep yeah. during Hot Fuzz when I went to see it at the cinema, and I've never a- attempted re-entry. So maybe I should attempt re-entry. What? I know. Yeah, that's I know. my homework. <laughs> <laughs> that's my homework. Someone pick it as they're flicking, and I'll watch it. I think the um the at World's End, is that what it's called? The World's two End, films that came just out. The, World's End. the World's End. Yeah, there were two films that came out at the same time with a really similar name. The World's End is obviously not as good by any stretch of the imagination, but I think actually it's one of their only films they've ever made that tries to make a point. Mm. And the point that they try to make is really good. And it takes like a second watch. And it has one of my favourite moments in any of the, the, the three films in which Nick Frost just at one point, but he, and he's, he started drinking again. His character doesn't drink in it and then starts drinking and just rips his shirt off and goes, I hate this fucking doubt. And it actually <laughs> really speaks to me as someone who gets like that when they go home sometimes. Sometimes when you're at home, you just realise why you don't go out drinking in the town that you're from anymore. And yeah, that was, uh, yeah. that's perfect. That's safe. So anyone out in Newport Pagnell, keep an eye out yeah. for Hannah <laughs> ripping yeah. her chest, ripping her chest out, ripping her shirt off and, uh, and shouting. <laughs> Well, thanks for watching along with me. I really enjoyed seeing it again because it had been a while and I would like to know what we're watching next, please. I think it's Yosra. I'm going to pick the Truman Show. Not Hot Sorry, Mickey. What? Standard issue for all women.